Hello everyone, this is Urvashi Chauhan. Welcome to Courts Today by Live Law. We bring to you the latest and in-depth legal coverage, coming to you with a brief of what all happened in the Indian courts today. Starting with the Bar Council of India, which today declared the results of the 18th INFLD exams, that is the qualifying examination for Indian nationals holding foreign law degrees. Interestingly, today morning, the Supreme Court vacation bench comprising Justice Aniruddh Bose and Justice Rakesh Bindal had listed on Friday a plea seeking to direct the Bar Council of India to declare the results of the exam, which was conducted from 19th December to 24th December 2022 at the BCI office. The petitioner had stated that even after lapse of more than five months, the result of more than 75 candidates had not been declared and the petitioner's fundamental right to earn a livelihood under Article 21 and the right to engage in a profession had been violated as despite being qualified to practice due to the technical prerequisites, she was unable to enroll as an advocate under the State Bar Council. Later in the day, BCI declared the results. The Supreme Court vacation bench comprising Justice Aniruddh Bose and Justice Rajesh Bindal today sought a report from the Supreme Court registry of the last mentioning of advocate Ashwini Upadhyay's petition challenging RBI and SBI's notifications that permit exchange of rupees 2000 currency notes without requirement of any identity proof. Advocate Upadhyay mentioned his plea against the Delhi High Court's dismissal of his PIL before the Supreme Court today, stating that the matter was quite urgent. Last week also, Padhyay had mentioned the same before the Supreme Court and the bench comprising Justice Sudhanshu Dholia and Justice K.V. Vishwanathan had refused to entertain his urgent mentioning, stating that it would not take up such matters during the vacations and had allowed Upadhyay to mention the matter once the Apex Court resumes post the summer vacations. The court today sought the report from the registry and granted him the liberty to mention the matter on Friday. In another update today, alleged gangster Sanjeev Maheshwari Jiva, a close aide of Mukhtar Ansari, was shot dead by unidentified assailants inside the Lucknow court premises. The attackers had reportedly come dressed as lawyers. One of them was caught by the police. A girl and a policeman also got injured in the shootout. Jeva's name had surfaced in the murder of senior BJP leaders Brahmadat Devedi and Krishnanand Rai. He was being held in Lucknow jail and was brought to the court for hearing in a case. The next update is on the entry of foreign law firms in India. As you already know that in March this year, the Bar Council of India had notified the rules for registration and regulation of foreign lawyers and foreign law firms in India, which permit foreign lawyers to practice foreign law in India on reciprocity basis. However, the areas of practice of law by a foreign lawyer or foreign law firm would be laid down by BCI in consultation with the law ministry, if need be. Now, a special committee constituted by the Bar Council of Delhi, composed of various members of Bar Council of Delhi, Delhi High Court Bar Association and other bar associations of the national capital, has opposed the notification. According to the interim report of Bar Council of Delhi released today, the notification will not only undermine the legal profession but will completely destroy its existing framework and the lawyer's fraternity will suffer substantially. 
The committee further states that foreign lawyers, foreign law firms and solicitor firms will be governed by the laws applicable in their country and they will be free to solicit, advertise and share commissions etc. which is not permissible under the rules framed by BCI for lawyers practicing in India. This would also mean that the legal profession in India which is considered to be a noble profession would come within the definition of commercial activity. The committee has thus asked for the BCI notification to be stayed. To read the full interim report, you can visit livelaw.in. The union government today informed the Delhi High Court that political clearance had been granted to Delhi's Education Minister Atishi Marlena for her official visit to the United Kingdom. She has been invited in her official capacity by Cambridge University to speak at a conference on 15th of June. Justice Chandradhari Singh was hearing Marlena's plea seeking direction on the Union of India to process all requisite clearances. She had submitted that the administrative clearance for travel was granted by the Delhi government on 18th May. Later, the proposal was approved by the Lieutenant Governor on 26th May and the same was forwarded for requisite clearances to the Union of India. However, no decision on the proposal was taken. The Union Government's Council submitted before the court that the political clearance was granted yesterday and that the matter was now before the Department of Economic Affairs. Also, let me tell you here that Atishi had earlier moved an application seeking similar relief in a pending petition filed by Delhi's Transport Minister Kailash Gehloth challenging the requirement for state government ministers to seek political clearances from the centre for personal visits abroad. However, the court had asked her to file an independent petition. The Kerala High Court has refused to modify its previous order dated 5th of May, which directed the Directorate General of Civil Aviation to check the factual aspects evered by a lawyer in a petition seeking suspension of ticket booking portals of Go First Airlines. The court in this case was dealing with the plea moved by a lawyer who had booked Go First Airline tickets for himself and his family through online travel portals. But it was only thereafter that he got to know from news reports that the airline company had filed for voluntary insolvency and had cancelled all flights between 3rd and 5th May. The petitioner submitted that an application for voluntary insolvency requires the approval of shareholders and the board of directors, which shows that despite the company directors being aware of the intention of the airlines to suspend its operations, they allowed the ticket booking platform to be live. On 5th May, the court had directed the DGCA to check the factual aspects averred in the petition and if found to be correct to direct the airlines to suspend its ticket booking portals and to stop their agents from taking any flight bookings. The airline company then filed an interlocutory application for modifications in this order. The court on perusing the same has found that no such modification is necessary. In another update, the Karnataka High Court has dismissed the petition moved by a gynecologist to quash a case registered against him under Section 21 of the POXO Act for failure to report the incident of sexual assault on a minor. Let me tell you, POXO Act mandates that every person who has knowledge that sexual assault on a minor has been committed must report it to the Special Juvenile Police Unit or the local police 
and failure to do so is punishable with six months imprisonment. The petitioner gynecologist in this case allegedly terminated the minor victim's pregnancy and did not report the same to the police. Initially, the petitioner was not arrayed as accused. However, on investigation, he was booked under Section 21 of the Act for failing to report the incident. The primary contention raised by the petitioner was that the physical appearance of the victim was such that it could be believed that she was more than 18 years old and therefore without going into further details the petitioner performed the surgery and protected the victim who according to the petitioner had taken some tablets for abortion which had caused severe bleeding. Rejecting this defense, a single judge bench of Justice M. Nag Prasanna observed that it was highly improbable that the petitioner, a gynecologist having 35 years of practice, at the very look of the petitioner, did not get to know that the victim was of tender age of 12 years and 11 months and had been subjected to sexual intercourse as she had become pregnant. The court directed the state to ensure strict compliance with the act and reporting of offences particularly by doctors who indulge in medical termination of pregnancy of minors. The Central Bureau of Investigation has sought dismissal of the quashing petition filed by former NCB officer Samir Vankhade in the rupees 25 crore extortion case regarding the arrest of Aryan Khan in 2021. As you know, Vankhade has approached the High Court challenging the FIR registered against him and five others by the CBI. The agency has accused them of demanding a bribe of Rs 25 crore from the family members of those arrested in the 2021 Cordelia cruise ship case. In an affidavit before the Bombay High Court, the CBI has sought to vacate the order passed by the vacation bench protecting him from arrest. The matter will now come up for hearing tomorrow. Stay tuned. The Calcutta High Court has dismissed a PIL calling upon it to decide the issue of individuals' right to privacy allegedly being violated by spyware such as Pegasus, which are said to be installed on people's personal electronic devices without their knowledge. A bench of Chief Justice T.S. Sivang Nanam and Justice Hiranamai Bhattacharya opined that such blanket directions against the use of modern technology for allegedly being violative of the fundamental right to privacy of individuals could not be passed. Further, according to the Chief Justice, due to the vague nature of the submissions and prayers of the petitioner, the court could not arrive at the specific questions of law involved. The Guwahati High Court has quashed the notification issued by Chief Secretary Nagaland Government in July 2020, banning the commercial import, trading of dogs and dog markets, as well as commercial sale of dog meat in markets and dine-in restaurants. While quashing the notification, the single judge bench of Justice Marley Wang Kung observed that the Chief Secretary was not the appropriate authority to issue the impugned order. Also, the petitioners argued before the court that they had been dealing with supply and selling of dog meat and had been earning their livelihood as such for the past many years and that it was the culture and custom of the Nagas to eat dog meat. And now coming to the Orissa High Court, which has ordered the Puri District Administration to file an affidavit pointing out the steps taken for crowd management and arrangements made for smooth and hassle-free darshan of Lord Alarnath 
starting from May 5th and which is slated to continue for upcoming two weeks. The vacation bench of Justice Sangam Kumar Sahu and Justice Murahari Sri Raman was hearing a writ petition filed seeking proper crowd management, providing facilities and maintaining law and order for the huge crowd gathering at Alar Nath Temple. The matter is now listed on 8th of June for further hearing. Stay tuned. And lastly, the Metropolitan Magistrate Court in Chennai has granted bail to Hari Padman, a faculty member of Rukmini Devi College run by Kalakshetra Foundation, who has been accused of sexually harassing students. In December 2022, one of the former directors of the foundation had made a Facebook post accusing the male teacher of molesting and threatening the students. This led to many other students coming forward with similar instances of sexual harassment. The students sat on a dharna demanding action from the college, after which the college had suspended Padman. On the police complaint lodged by a former student of the college, Padman was booked for sexual harassment under the IPC and the Tamil Nadu Prohibition of Harassment of Women Act. He had previously approached the Madras High Court seeking bail, but the petition was withdrawn. Previously, when a group of students had approached the court for framing of policy against sexual harassment and reconstitution of the complaints committee, the court had issued directions to the foundation for the same. Thank you. If you wish to know more details about the cases I mentioned here, you can visit our website at www.livelaw.in. Stay ahead with quick legal updates only on Live Law. Do not forget to like, share and subscribe and support us.